Welcome to the Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Thursday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. And on today's show, we continue the 2022 Locked on Titans NFL Draft Preview Series with the tight end position, one of the biggest needs that the Tennessee Titans have going into the draft. And there are a ton of candidates. I'm going to go over a bunch of names with you guys today, tell you what rounds they should be available in. All of them are realistic options for the Titans. So let's dive into some tight ends on a Thursday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, it is a Thursday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. As I mentioned, we're going to continue the NFL draft preview series. We're going to look at the tight end position, which is just chock full of whatever kind of tight end you want. And I think all of the options we're going to talk about today, I would be pretty happy with the Tennessee Titans getting their hands on. Before we dive into all these names, do want to thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked on Titans podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. The show is available on all platforms and it's always free. And that includes the Locked on Titans YouTube channel. Subscribe over there. Smash that notification bell so you know when all the episodes and content go live. Smash that thumbs up button if you're watching on YouTube right now. It's greatly appreciated. And make sure you check me out on social media at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter at Locked on Titans pod on Facebook. I am putting out daily Monday through Friday Tennessee Titans content all year long. But with the housekeeping out of the way, folks, let's dive into today's discussion on the tight end position. And the number one tight end in the NFL draft by most people's standards, it's almost a consensus at this point, is Trey McBride from Colorado State. He's six foot three, he's 246 pounds, and Position is important when you talk about tight ends. McBride has versatility. He can be your inline Y tight end, which is what you guys would think of as a traditional tight end with their hand in the dirt next to the offensive lineman. But he also has the ability to be an F tight end, which is a guy who typically is going to be a wing player. You got that tight end with the hand in the dirt, and then you got the tight end who's in a two-point stance behind him off the line of scrimmage, a guy who usually will go in motion or when the Titans do those backside bootlegs with Ryan Tannehill, they'll have that tight end go from one side of the formation behind the offensive line all the way into the flat on the other side. Think about that. That's your F tight end or your move tight end. As some people would consider them, they usually have some more athletic ability, but McBride gives you both. He gives you both of those positions versatility-wise. Some people are comparing him to a Dallas Goddard from the Philadelphia Eagles or a better version, a more physical version of Hayden Hurst who was drafted in the first round by the Ravens five years ago, six years ago. But as a player, he's just got really reliable hands and good straight-line speed for a tight end. He's got good athletic ability there. He's also bulky. Some guys can be the same weight or the same height. As McBride, but there he is rocked up and is physical and is well-built. No, he also plays with a ton of physicality. Some guys are that size, but they don't play with the physicality like within their routes, getting contact in their routes, and it pushes them off their position or off their route timing. It's not going to happen with McBride. He plays physically throughout 
his entire package. He's urgent, especially with his route tree. When he breaks in, breaks out on his routes, he does a really good job of doing that with urgency, even if he's not the most incredible change of direction, quickest guy out there. And he is a good blocker. Most of these college tight ends can can use to be better in their blocking technique-wise. He is a guy who's just like that, but he's got good want-to, good physicality, and he understands some things early on, so he's kind of a complete package at tight end. Now, he needs to work on disguising his routes. He can kind of tip him off too early. Uh, yards after the catch ability is a tad bit limited in terms of his wiggle. He's not going to make a lot of creative moves in open space. He hasn't shown to really be a red zone threat at this time, but the offense that he's coming from, they wanted to run the ball in the red zone, and he did get a, a lot of penalties when he was used as a blocker. So that's something technique-wise, if it gets cleaned up, it should clean up the penalties too. But something to watch. The next guy is a totally different type of player. It's Greg Dulcich from UCLA. He's more, uh, he's definitely an F tight end that you're going to want to have on the move, but he's also got capabilities to play in the slot a lot. Like a, I, I kind of see him as a, a, a type of a Mike Gasicki player. Some other comparisons I've seen are like a Dalton Schultz or a, a Dawson Knox, which I think is a really good comparison that I saw as well. Um, six foot four, 243 pounds, gives you good size. He's got good speed as well. He's a very fast player, and he does give you yards after catchability. He's good at making people miss. He can make a cornerback miss. He's got good, reliable hands. He was incredibly productive, and he's got mismatch versatility. You can get him lined up on a linebacker. He's going to be able to win with speed. You can get him on a defensive back. He's going to be able to win with size. So he gives you a lot of ability there, which is why I do see him as kind of a, a, a Mike Asiki type of guy. Now, along with all that, he's a lean player, needs to add mass to hold up against the physicality in the NFL. He doesn't sit down his routes quite as quick and as urgently as you would like to see. He needs to sink those hips, and he's not a blocker at all. It's a major downside to his game right now, which is why I don't really see Dulcich as, as a perfect fit for the Titans, if they feel like they can improve that blocking and add mass, then maybe. But out of this top tier of tight ends, Dulcich may be the first tight end off the board if he fits the offense uh, that takes him. That could make some sense. So with what you would have to pay, which Dulcich, I would imagine, is going to go the 40s, uh, 30s, maybe even 50s at minimum. I don't know if the Titans are going to want to pay to move up from 90 or trade back that far to be in that range. So I'm not quite certain that Dulcich would be a fit value-wise. Um, and you wouldn't want to take any of these tight ends that we're going to talk about today in the first round. So kind of leaves the Titans in a precarious position when it comes to a guy like Dulcich or a guy like Trey McBride. But outside of those two, I think a guy that could be in a great range for the Titans if they stick at 90 or if they trade up like into the 70s, which I think is much more realistic if the Titans use 143 and 90 to move up into the 70s. A play like that, maybe you could get away with using 131 and 169 and move up into the 70s for a team that wants to collect some more picks. I think that can make some sense for sure. And if the Titans do something like that, I think a guy like Isaiah likely from Coastal Carolina could make a ton of sense. He is absolutely an F move tight end. And I hate to do this, but Think about a guy like Jonu Smith. Six foot four, 245 pounds. He's a little bit taller and bigger than, well, not weight-wise, but taller than Jonu was. So bridging that gap. Think about a guy like Delaney Walker early in his career without maybe the blocking acumen that Delaney had early on. Isaiah Likely is a great athlete. Twitchy routes, quick, bursty, out of his cuts. 
Gives you all that quick twitch ability and speed. Um, not only that, but great catch focus. I mean, this guy is going to win contest cast, uh, contested catch situations all the time. He's going to twist his body and make plays on the ball when it's outside of his chest. He's got yards after catch ability. Great hands to go along with all that uh, adjustment and skill there. He's a scorer, too. The guy was good in the red zone. He got the ball into the end zone. That is so important for this Titans offense. They need to add that back. Now, as for a guy who plays the way that he plays, he's got average size in terms of his length. Uh, he's not super long, anything like that with his arms. Um, his blocking technique has to get better. But like I've said, that's going to be a common thread with these college tight ends. It's just a whole different ballgame blocking defensive ends and linebackers at the NFL level. But I think Isaiah likely to go along with Austin Hooper as the wide tight end. Swaim is a backup wide tight end. And then you bring Isaiah likely in as that move tight end. You work on his block technique with him. Uh, I, I think that you could have yourself a, a Jonu Smith replacement ready to go, who's also a red zone weapon for you, and by the end of the season can be out there consistently in two tight end sets. I love the idea of Isaiah Likely from 70 to 90. I love that. Another guy who I love a ton for the Titans is Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio State. He's going to be your traditional wide tight end, inline tight end. Six foot five, 250 pounds, so the biggest guy that we've talked about so far. He, I've seen comparisons for him to like an Adam Troutman. I think he's got some Austin Hooper to him as well. Really good body control, really good catch focus. He's going to be reliable with his hands. He's going to sit down in the right spots in the zone. He's got good size. He's got strong yards after the catchability. No, he's not wiggly. No, he's not cutting on a dime out there. But he's going to get the ball. He's going to turn up. He's going to plant and get up field, catch and go. And I like that about Jeremy Rucker. Uh, he needs some help with his routes because the route tree that he was asked to run at Ohio State wasn't expansive. He doesn't have a ton of production because they simply don't utilize the tight end in the passing game at Ohio State as much as you would think they would. He doesn't have straight line incredible speed, so that's not something that you're going to get out of Rucker. And he's got to work on his contact balance being pushed off his routes. But I think having more reps, running real routes will get the best out of Jeremy Rucker. And I think he's going to be a better pro player than he ever was in college. And I think he could be a perfect replacement for Austin Hooper after this season, or just to compliment Austin Hooper if the Titans do want to keep him around long-term. But I think Rucker could be a starter in the NFL, and the Titans could have him in that you know third-round range. So I, I like the range that Isaiah Likely and Jeremy Rucker are in for the Titans, but that's the top tier of tight ends in the 40 to 60 range, 40 to 90 range, I think that they'll go. We're going to talk about some more tight ends here in just a second who I think are excellent fits for the Titans. I mean, every tight end that we're going to discuss today, I think could be an excellent fit for Tennessee. Before we get into that, I do want to tell you guys about betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Titans fans, let's continue this Thursday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We're breaking down all of the tight end options in the 2022 draft, and boy, do the Titans have a ton. We just went over what I would consider my top four at the tight end 
uh, position. I think there's a tier drop off here as we get into the next four names, but I still think these are excellent fits for the Titans. And I would be very satisfied if they left day two with one of these guys. But before we get into it, do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Now I just got to give you guys a major announcement starting Thursday, April the 28th. Make sure that you tune in to the Locked On NFL Drafts live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft with all three days of real-time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders, which includes uh, ya boy. And for those of you who are dying to know who your team will take, make sure that you also catch the Odyssey and Locked On NFL's Mock Draft Special. It's the 2022 Ultimate Mock Draft hosted by Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, all leading up to the first pick. The live NFL draft, uh, the live locked on NFL draft program is going to be going live on their YouTube page April 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern, April 29th at 6 30 p.m. Eastern, and then April 30th, 11 30 a.m. Eastern. And the Odyssey NFL mock draft, the ultimate mock draft, will be available April the 20 or April the 18th through April the 22nd, and then capping off on April the 25th. That's going to have its own separate podcast feed. Look for the ultimate mock draft 2022. So, I know that's a mouthful, but man, I'm so excited about these events. Draft season is my favorite season in the Locked On Podcast Network calendar. I just absolutely love the work that, you know, this group is putting out. Very proud to be a part of it. But moving into this next group of tight ends, Jelani Woods is the first one for me from Virginia. He is your classic Y to uh, uh, just, uh, what am I looking at here? My apologies. Uh, six foot seven. 253 pounds. He is a monster. I've seen comparisons to Mercedes Lewis, who played for the Jaguars and played for the Packers. Uh, I think, watching his tape, he compares to Mo Alley Cox from the Indianapolis Colts, like a more athletic version. Maybe not even more athletic, just very similar. Quite frankly, maybe more fluidity in his running, but Jelani Woods is a monster. Huge guy. He just boxes defensive backs out, boxes out safeties to get position. To go along with that, he's got great body control. He's incredibly physical. He makes one cut on his routes, and he gets over the middle and makes catches and takes hits and doesn't care. I, I One specific highlight sticks out in my mind of him running uh, near the goal line, and he had an in-breaking route. I think it was a post route. Could have been a, a deep slant. And there was a guy on his back. He boxed him out, got the catch. The safety came down over the middle, delivered him a blow in the middle, and the safety took the brunt of the hit. And uh, Jelani Woods just waltzed into the end zone. I mean, he is a monster. Now, when you get a guy that size, not going to be super explosive, yards after catch, just too big. He doesn't have incredible hands. There are some double catches and some body catches out there. He's not incredibly fluid because he is so big. Um, Blocking-wise, he's good, but like all these dudes, got to improve on technique. But I think the upside and the size, it's elite. Uh, the size is. You don't get that, typically. I think he's just got really good upside, and you could have him at 90. I believe. I don't believe he'll be gone at 90. So, uh, I just love Jelani Woods for the Titans and the value that he could bring. Another guy that I like a lot is Kate Otten from Otten from Washington. He's your classic, traditional wide tight end, just like Jelani Woods, just like the next guy we're going to talk about. He's in line, hand in the dirt, six foot five, two 247 pounds. He also gives me some Austin Hooper vibes. Uh, Tyler Higby 
vibes as well. I've seen comparisons to Hooper. I think Cam Brake even, he kind of reminds me of, but he's got really good hands. He's not only a physical guy in his route running, but uh, he's a physical catcher of the football, and once he gets the ball in his hands, he's a physical guy going downhill. He doesn't have a lot of wiggle. He's not very explosive. He's not going to give you crazy yards after the catchability, but he runs with toughness and physicality. He's a tough guy to bring down from that perspective. He's a smart route runner as well. He really understands defenses and where he's going to fit in. He's a good blocker, needs technique work like all these guys, but he's willing and physical in the blocking game as well. So love that again. Not an elite athlete, not going to give you burst. He's not going to be a downfield threat going down the seam as well. But like an Austin Hooper guy, just going to work over the middle, get open, be a reliable target for the tight end. So I love Kate on from that perspective. And he's guy, you're talking about 90, maybe even a little bit later than the 90 range. You could possibly have a guy like Kate on. Same thing with the next guy, Charlie Kohler from Iowa State. Classic Y, inline tight end, six foot six. 252 pounds, does kind of give me vibes of uh, Dawson Knox, Kyle Rudolph, a mixture of goes, uh, guys like that. He's a long guy, though. He's got long arms, where a guy like Caden Auten doesn't really have real long arms and great length. Charlie Kohler does. Uh, he's really good with contested catches, especially in the red zone. He's going to be a red zone weapon for a team. He is another guy who runs smart routes and has reliable hands. Guys, Kate Auten. Charlie Kohler, Jeremy Rucker. We're talking about similar type guys here. Guys who aren't incredibly explosive, athletic dudes who are going to be big yards after the catch. Guys, but that are reliable. They get open. They're going to be a quarterback's best friend with reliable hands. That's the type of players that we're talking about here. Kohler is no different. Uh, yes, not a great athlete. Not giving you a ton yards after the catch. He actually, Kohler could improve on his blocking. He's not as adapt to blocking as Kate Otten or Jeremy Rucker, but I believe that the willingness is there. So the technique improving, the physicality improving, and he could be a guy who, who could make strides there to, to become a reliable rotation tight end. The last guy that I want to talk about here is another guy, very similar, and it's Daniel Bellinger. Classic wide tight end, inline, six foot four. 253 pounds. Watching him reminds me of maybe a little bit more athletic Jeff Swain, maybe a younger Jeff Swain. He's got reliable hands. He's got an NFL-sized body, an NFL-sized bulk. He's got some speed straight line, just running straight forward. And he's a solid blocker. But he doesn't have a, a very good route tree. He wasn't asked to run a lot of deep routes, mostly just underneath stuff. Not very athletic. And when I say that, I'm a guy talking about the Titans. He, this guy's about to be in the NFL. But in comparison to the other tight ends, he's not one of the more athletic tight ends in the draft. Again, no yards after the catchability. He's had injuries. He's had some penalty concerns. And he hasn't had a lot of production in the offense that he was in. So those are all things that are lacking, which is why Bellinger is the last name that we're going to talk about in this 90 to 31, 131 range, uh, fourth and fifth round type of tight ends that the Titans could get their hands on. But I think he would still be a fit, and there's some upside there. So I like him more than some other tight ends in this range. But Kate Otten and Jelani Woods, for me, are if the Titans get one of those guys at 90 or even later, 
I am just going to be ecstatic and over the moon. So hopefully they're able to do that. But we're going to talk about some guys who are going to be available even later, like 131 or later than that for the Titans. Before we get into them, do want to tell you guys about Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of a $200 pair of sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, Something that you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's insane protection program. It's literally one of the best values you are going to find in the sunglasses market. In my opinion, it's the absolute best. But Shady Ray's includes lost or broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays exclusively for my listeners. Head to ShadyRays.com. Use the code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On, to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code, code Locked On for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified. Five-star reviews. Also got to tell you guys about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is an online company that's been serving auto parts customers for over 20 years. They're giving you everything you need from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil, even brand new carpet. Cut out the middleman. Cut out the waiting at the chain front store. Cut out the price increases that are for do-it-yourselfers that are 30 50 100% higher than what do-it-yourselfers pay at the same stores. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that I sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Titans fans, let's cap off this Thursday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We are literally two weeks away from the NFL Draft. So right now is a perfect time to make your second listen. The Locked On NFL Draft Podcast is hosted by Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. They're breaking down the draft for you from two different angles. They're looking at the front office perspective, but they're also looking at the players doing mock drafts, player profiles, big boards, all of that. And you might as well go ahead and subscribe to the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube channel right now so that you're ready for the live coverage that we are going to have as a network throughout draft weekend. I'm going to be involved. It's going to be a great time. So right now, two weeks before the draft, get ready with the Locked On NFL Draft podcast, free and available on all platforms. But we've gone over eight tight end names so far, kind of broken them up by where they're going to be available in the draft based on projections, of course. But now I want to look at some guys who they should be there for the Titans late, 131 or later. Um, But I still think that they could be a solid fit for the Titans. Number one, Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin, classic wide tight end, six foot four, 250 pounds, good hands, reliable hands, good at catching the ball in traffic, experienced blocker, doesn't have a ton of bulk. For a guy who's six foot four and needs to add on some muscle, doesn't have a great catch radius and long arms for a guy that size, which you would like to see. And he has, you know, a lack of speed and burst. He's not an incredible athlete. We're talking about a guy who's going to be drafted on day three in the draft. He reminds me of like a Jack Doyle type of player. But I think that could have value 
for the Titans, especially the value that you would get from drafting that guy in the fifth or sixth round. 169, 204 even, could be possible. So Jake Ferguson out of Wisconsin. The next guy is uh, Chigo Conquo. He is not your traditional wide tight end, so a deviation from what we've talked about for the last five guys. He's one of those move tight ends, one of those F tight ends. So if the Titans don't want a traditional Y tight end, they want that move guy, a guy like Isaiah Likely in the first group, or a guy like Chig. Could make a lot of sense. Out of Maryland, six foot two, 238 pounds. Let me describe this player for you. Forget the name. Six foot two, 238, so six two, 240. Real strong, rocked up, muscly body. Really good linear straight line speed. Solid hands. Catches the ball in traffic. Good blocker on the move. Maybe not the ideal size. Maybe not a very crafty and experienced route runner. Jonu Smith. Boom. He's, he's, he's got some John O. Smith to him, okay? Now, the real issue here with Chico Conquo is he had a heart condition in 2020, and some people thought his career was over. Some people will take something like that, even if he played in 2021 and was productive. Some teams may take that and take him off, this, off their board. I don't know if the Titans will, and if the Titans don't, I think he's a great fit in the fifth or sixth round. But if the Titans do, I can't blame him because he would be off my board if I was running a team. Uh, the next guy from Nevada, Cole Turner. Now, he's kind of more like a Greg Dulcich. He's kind of a lower level, less talented Greg Dulcich type guy. He's six foot six, 249 pounds. He's got the ability to uh, be that, you know, F tight end, that move tight end, but he was more used as a slot guy, flexed out as a wide receiver. He almost is a wide receiver. He's kind of like a poor man's Mike Gusecki, you know, poor man's Greg Dulcich there to compare him to a guy in his own class. He's tall. He's got long arms, really good body control, basketball body control. He's got good hands, uh, hands, good, uh, I call it seam speed. The ability to run down the, down the seam and get behind those linebackers and threaten those defensive backs. He's got good seam speed there. But he's not going to give you much at all as a blocker. He has very little route craft right now in terms of how to uh, set people up, the timing, the tempo of his routes. He's not a physical player at all. Doesn't really seem to enjoy the physicality. So to me, that's not really a fit for the Titans offense and the Titans team and their philosophy as an organization. There are teams that he will fit with very well who will like getting Cole Turner later in the draft, but I just don't see the fit there for the Titans. Um, another guy here who could be interesting to the Titans if they're looking for a move tight end, that F tight end, uh, Grant Calcaterra from SMU, spent time at Oklahoma, six foot three, 241 pounds, fluid athlete for a guy that size. Really good at understanding how to run routes against certain coverages. He's got seam speed as well. He's got really good body control. Um, the issues, though, can't bury the lead. He's had a lot of concussion problems, and he even retired from football at one time because of the concussions. Again, are you going to have a guy like that on your board? Maybe the risk of taking him as late sixth, seventh round, the risk is so minimal that it's worth it. And Even if he doesn't work out for medical reasons, his career ends very early. You didn't really lose much. He's not going to give you much yards after catch ability either. 
So all of that is considered, and some teams have him off the board because of those concussion issues. The last guy that I'm going to talk about here is just a guy who started out being a very highly um, discussed and highly touted tight end, but the draft process has really killed him, and it's Jalen Weidermeyer from Texas A&M. Six foot three, 255 pounds. He's got really long arms. He's a fluid athlete in space. Um, he's got really good releases off the line of scrimmage, good vision to get yards after catch. He has good field awareness and where to go, even if he's not incredibly shifty, but he's got drops issues. His athletic testing is some of the worst athletic testing that you are ever going to see. It has killed his draft stock. And he just doesn't seem to be very interested in blocking and getting physical with people. And for a guy that size and that big at 255, that's a disappointment. So with the athletic testing, the want-to in the blocking game, the drops, some people think Jalen Weidermeyer is going to go undrafted. Now, if he goes undrafted or he's there in the sixth round at 204 or 219, I think the Titans should grab him up. Why not? I mean, I'd rather have him than some of the other low-end tight ends that they're using, like you know Tommy Hudson and Briley Moore, guys like that, Parker Hesse, who went to uh, the Falcons, but a guy they kept around for a few seasons. I'd rather go that route than what the Titans, I'd rather go with Jalen Weidermeyer in that route and take a chance. Maybe the testing's all wrong and what have you. But either way, Jalen Watermeyer would have been a couple names higher, a tier higher, but that athletic testing is truly historically bad and uh, not sure how he gets drafted, uh, especially not drafting the first like five rounds with that to his name right now. But that's the tight ends that I think are great fits for the Titans or at least in consideration for the Titans. They're all good values all along the draft board. That's going to do it for me today, though, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.